When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. What is up, punters and dribblers? This episode of All Talk is brought to you by Dr. V, Australia's first and best all natural energy drink. That's right, Tom. If you want to detox and supercharge your physical and mental health, we'll do it with Dr. V and their 100% natural energy drinks. It's the way to go. Joining us this week is a man who has represented his state at the highest level. He's won Origin Series. I don't believe he's played for Australia yet, but he certainly could. One he of the great mullets all time. One of the great heads all time. One of the greatest footballers we've interviewed as well. Well, certainly the first and potentially the last Jai we've ever interviewed. And to our knowledge, the only Jai in the NRL. You have to listen to the podcast to find out what the hell we mean by that. But without further ado, Dribble and Yarn, punters and dribblers, please welcome. Clap. Give a round of applause. And Put your, your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Sing up. South Sydney's own Jaira. The NRL are brave, like getting four, four rugby full league teams, teams of rugby league players. Media, dribblers all over there. If they're trying to then pair it into a Tim Zoo fight. <laughs> In Vegas. In Vegas. In Vegas. Mate. Yeah. Like, you Very could... interesting. When you hear that they're doing that, how much are you guys like... Were you, were you the first team that was put in there or was that the Broncos? Broncos, I think. The Broncos were? Yeah. Oh, we're pretty excited. I was pretty excited because I'd have been there. You don't mind a rip though, so like yeah, especially. I do. I do enjoy myself. I've already been there too, so I've experienced the whole Vegas experience and mm. it did it got me excited. <laughs> Obviously we got a job to do, I understand. Yeah. I'll I'll have to get my mind around that. I'm there to do a job, I'm not there to just have fun and party, but I think um gets me excited and especially going in vegas as well it's a pretty special place yeah even if you're not partying like you can go do cool things what do you do you think that's going to be good for the game having in vegas like what how do you see this sort of benefiting rugby league yeah that's an interesting question eh? because well i was speaking to a few of the boys about it and i feel as though americans are so set in stone on this their own sports and what they're passionate about and and things like that but but then again like the yanks or the americans sorry Americans loves their love their sport as well, and I've no doubts like it being a new sort of a new sport to go there, and mm. um, they all love to party, they all love to have a beer and enjoy themselves. So I don't see why not. Can't mm. be good for the game, and um, hopefully it's a sellout too. Um, yeah. That'd be sick. Will it be? Will it be at this new Raiders Stadium? Is, it is that the, where they want to have it? Yeah, at the, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Stadium. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't remember. The only stadium, other stadium I can think of is T-Mobile Arena, and that's for like the UFC and yeah. boxing. That's and not even that concerts. Does that, does that concerts even hold that many, or is that sort of like twenty thousand? No, nah, it's like twenty thousand. Yeah, I've actually been there to go. Oh, with really? Post Malone, yeah, which was pretty cool. Hectic. Did you see him when he was out here recently? Yes, Chili Peppers. You're a big Post Malone man. Nah, nah. So it was kind of weird how it all panned out over in Vegas because I was there with. Like my best mate, and the way it panned out, 
I met this. So me and my mate were out at dinner at um, Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay's joint. Oh, yeah. And we were just chatting, and this girl next to us recognised that we obviously weren't from there, and she goes, oh, you guys from Australia? So I, I am as well, but I lived in Vegas for five years. And she said, do you want to meet me for a drink? Because we obviously didn't know where to go on that. So she's like, yeah, all right, sweet. So she's like, all right, meet me at the, the Aria, which is one of the hotel well, – they they're all casinos because all of them. I don't know yeah. if you've been. Have you been there? I haven't been. been. There, yeah. Literally casino in every single joint and clubs. It's I'm f- for that. It's crook. It's crook. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's like nothing you've ever <laughs> seen before. It's Terrific. wild. Um, so I met her at the Aria and my mate was messaging her and she's like, yeah, I'm just here. Come with, come with me. Found her and she took us up into the high rollers. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. That's, that's okay. Didn't think anything of it. So I walk in and I'm like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> so I was pretty intrigued. She goes, oh, I'm a poker player. Oh, wow. Professional poker player. So, um, Hectic. yeah, which I was rattling. She introduced us to some of um, her friends and that and they help professional gamblers. And they're like, do you want to come and play the tables with us? And I was like, looked over and I went, nah, f- that. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, boys, I'm nowhere near on your level A. Like, the minimum was dead set 10K a hand. Yeah, right. Oh, US. Yeah, okay. And I was like, okay. yeah, boys, look, I'm no. happy to sit here and have a beer and that, but there's no way I'm hopping on those tables. No, no I don't need 10K hands. Thank oh, you very much. No, oh, thank feel you. feel crook. Mate, you'd be a complete mess. I'd be sweating like a pig. Yeah. Playing 10K hands. No, that's... that's <laughs> like, I couldn't, couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, and he was playing them and... Um, one thing led to another and we all went out together and uh, the next morning I got a message and she said, do you want to come to Post Malone? And I was like, there's a bear shit in the woods. Like, <laughs> of course, like I'd love to go. Never had gone to a concert before then too. Oh, really? Yeah, so this was in October. Gone to a few since just quietly and um, yeah, she full on <laughs> organised for us to go to Post Malone and had our own bar and things like that. It was hectic. That's like, mad. Yeah. Wait, how'd you know her again? Just met her at Hell's oh, so Kitchen. Just, Never met her more. A good random joint. No, yeah. I know it's a good one. I was trying to work out, like, was she an Australian chick in you? Or? Well, she was, but she lived in Vegas for And five, you just met her years. there, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's mad. Yeah, and um, she obviously had heard that we're heading back over and the boys that I was with um, that I'd met over there, the professional gamblers, had heard that we're heading to Vegas. So they've obviously said, let me know when you're over. I said, there beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Go the game? I'll yeah. take you back up. Maybe yeah. just say, just get one $10,000 hand ready and it's like I can yeah. play one of these. Get all the boys to go. chip in. Yeah, yeah that's front you. Idea. Well, yeah, that'd be nice. You are listening to Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast and we are speaking to Jai Arrow. Now, Jai, you're Queensland originally though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your Gold family's Coast still up there? Mum's up there. Yeah, right. So all spread out. Uh, Mum's up there still with her partner. My dad and his wife and one sister and nephew are on the central coast. And my younger sister is up in Airlie Beach with oh, her yeah. now husband and my other nephew. Hectic. Um, yeah. So you got family all over the joint. Yeah. But the literally. old boy comes to most of your games. Yeah, majority, yeah. He gets around it. He obviously loves it. Yeah. Um, loves the game, loves rugby league. That's why... Um, I sort of grew up because of him loving the sport and then fell in love with it, I suppose, through my old man. Did he yeah. play? Played at local league. Yeah. Um, played A grade and stuff like that. Danny Greystains, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, out west, so. Does he froth yeah. you being like a professional footballer? Like, I can only oh, imagine loving something and then having my kid be 
frost him at it would be like a very cool feeling. I don't know if he thro- frosts it. He's obviously, no doubt, pretty proud of me and where yeah. how far I've sort of come as a young kid growing up, I suppose. Mm. I don't have kids yet, but I'm assuming. I'm assuming if you've got a kid, you want the best for him and um, for them to live out their dream. And I suppose that's probably the most satisfying thing for him is probably him seeing me live out my dream. And um, Yeah, that's, yeah. Were you uh, were you always good when you were young? Like, were you a, were you one of those prodigies? I wouldn't say I was like I was never the best, mm. but I I wasn't too bad. I was, um, I reckon maybe under sixes and sevens. I was yeah scoring a lot of tries and shit like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. run around kids. Yeah, and then well, everyone I know of kids that did that. <laughs> 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 and then, um, as you get older and people catch up to you, um, I wasn't like a freak, but. Um, I loved to tackle, so that was one thing. Mm. Uh, I used to, I suppose, hit as hard as I could. Um, and I enjoyed the game. I loved the game. So I feel as though, I've said it before, as soon as I feel like uh, footy's a job for me, mm. I feel like that's the day I'll retire. The day I start playing footy for money is the day I'll retire. So um, I suppose it's more just the love for the game. But was I a free- I wasn't a freak growing up, but I... Were you in like rep teams and shit? You know, like yeah. going through, are you sort of like your parent, you know, like you're sort of, how, when do you start going, making rep teams then? Like when does yeah. it start happening where people are noticing you for playing? I was very lucky with that. Um, under 11s was my first one. Gold Coast reps, South Coast called it. And then was lucky enough the next year in under 12s, that's when they pick a Queensland schoolboys team. Mm. Uh, made that. And then I was very lucky during the junior years. Like um, I did make majority of the rep teams especially the queensland ones mm. um you know i think that's not necessarily lucky then if you're making all of them well yeah i'm probably made, lucky to make one i think so are you implying it was political and you're sort of yeah, yeah school school yeah. boys was political yeah. maybe i was just a nice kid yeah so they couldn't leave me out because i was a nice boy so you're in the paper a lot growing up not in the paper you know that you but were, i was in the rep sides yeah so no yeah. articles on the fridge mate no, yeah, few. there must have been. Yeah, a couple. Of course, there yeah, was. There must have been. He's been humble. I'm trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> mum did like sort of have the cutouts of me in the newspapers. Um, younger, signed my first little contract with the Broncos when I was 15. Really? Yeah, for a thousand bucks for the year. Just hectic over that's, the four month mad. period. Yeah, they gave me 250 dollars, and then I just go blow it on whatever lollies. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, lollies, <laughs> lollies at 15. I don't even know what I bought with my. F- what would, yeah, you have to, what would you have to do with it for a contract with the Broncos at 15? Do you have to, do you have to get a training? Do you play yeah, for so, their junior 15? Do they have an under 15 side? Uh, they did, yeah. So during the year and that, they'd get us in maybe once a month for a training session. Mm. Uh, and then obviously keep an eye on you through all the schoolboys representative stuff and things like that. And then at the end of the year, you come together as a, as a team, essentially, and you play. we played a game. Um, and then 15s, 16s, 17s, I think that sort of happened. I remember I was 16, bro. That was the first army camp I did. The That's like goes. their pre-season army camp. It's called sort of chain, chain Gang Operation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've never – I remember just thinking, 16 years old. I think back now, my God, it was stupid doing an army camp at 16. <laughs> it wasn't really based like an army camp, but we were set up in teams – um, out in the middle of like Quinungra or somewhere out there. God, couldn't even tell you. And we went for this massive hike and it was like an all day thing up back. And then 
um, they made us make our own. It was a hoochie. You know what a hoochie is? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like literally just a piece of tarp. Yep. Is that the and one where you just put it on the ground? Is that where you like toss? No, you like try to you try to get it like angled above. That's you. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect yeah. you yeah. from the elements, man. Yeah. I'm Gave okay. us a piece of foam that thin. It's a 16 and uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to do it. Woke up in the morning, made us sleep there on the grass and everything. Um, did the old... Yeah, boys were cooking a barbie for you, but then they didn't. They gave us ration packs. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, they try and f with you mentally on those sort of camps and yeah, stuff, don't they? Some boys broke down. I remember one kid, uh, we got to the top, and I don't know what it was from, from exhaust, or he was exhausted, and the altitude of how high we were mm. passed out, like just hit the deck. Oh, really? Bang, face first. Do you gone. see like the Broncos who are like, Write his name off the list. <laughs> Start crossing yeah, it out. Yeah, We're yeah. rubbing it out with yeah, a rubber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not made for it. Uh, there was a few boys who, yeah, who didn't get through that. So, And you never saw them again? <sighs> no. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Sounds like they were separating the men from the boys. We've got a, a theory here, and I don't know if you necessarily subscribe to it, but that kids called Jai, and specifically like kids coming through, seem to be like kind of tougher. <laughs> and everyone else like there's something about a jai and a rugby league jai there's like it's also spelled jai multiple different ways but you know eddie and i have always been like when you see a rugby league jai either coming through or already in the grade you're like that kid's a keep it on, uh, keep it on. Do you, i'll, t- I'll take it yeah i'll take it is it true i don't know bloody hell well how many jais have you met playing now there's a few i don't know well, there, i can't think there uh, are Whitbread, gonna... big jaws of whitbread jai who's he playing for he's overseas now okay we need nrl here not man of steel stuff. No disrespect to Jai with bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there one at the moment? There'd have to be at least one other one, isn't there? My point is, the only Jai in the NRL is the toughest Jai in town. That's right. <laughs> That's the sort of metric we're looking for. <laughs> this idiot. Yeah. This we got idiot any Jais, right Dave? There. there is another Jai, Jai Hansen. I don't think he's played a first. No grade disrespect, Jai. Not in the big, to the not in the top grade yet. We've yeah. got a. It's. I reckon it's a unique name too. So great name. I'll take it. Yeah, no. I was actually I was named after the long jumper, Jai Jai Jumpy Jai. Were you really? Jai. Yeah, I was. Were you really? When were you born? Uh, 95. 95 Heck, so I was he must born. have been jumping early. Yeah, we well, was jumping before two thousand. You'd want to be jumping before the Olympics if you're going to make the Olympics. Is he? How does he fit in jumping Jai Tarima? Couldn't tell you. I no no idea. Just my mum and dad. Love Jai, jumping Jai. I don't think they loved him. They might have seen him on the news or something and said, oh. Oh, "I like that name." And Oh, does he spell it that way? I don't think he. Spells I don't know how he spells. How's he spell? You're J A I. Yeah, I think he spells it J A I. I think yeah, he he's J A I. He's oh, from okay, Southport. There you go. Do you think? And I swear we'll bow the Jai the Jai thing after this. But do you <laughs> think that's why you love tackling people, snapping people in half because your name's Jai? Yeah. Because my name's not Jai, and I don't like doing it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I don't want to be when I have someone running at me. I don't want to be the guy that ends up on a highlight and get bumped, bu- getting yeah. bumped off, and things like that. So. Yeah. I I have the mindset every time I go out, if I'm looking to tackle someone, it's either me or him. Yeah, I've come off. Don't get me wrong, I've come off second best a lot of times. <laughs> uh, a few concussions here and there. Um, so I do enjoy the physicality of the game, but that's probably just as a kid growing up, having an older sister and a younger sister fighting with them. Yeah, um, that probably comes down to it. And I hate losing as a kid. I used to absolutely spit the dummy like at 
Say if my older sister would beat me at PlayStation, shit like that, bro, I'd l- absolutely lose my crap. It's, every it's funny you should say that. Speak to. Every single person we interview says the same thing. They're all competitive animals. How does it go when you're mucking around at training, like playing ping pong or doing anything mildly competitive with the boys? It must be on for young and old. I'd say like, say, you know, ping pong, even euchre. euchre. I don't know how to play euchre, but I know it's a, it's a card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a card game. It's obviously that. Uh, the fun about it, and you can have a laugh, but like when when you're losing, you you're half burning inside, but you can't show it. Yeah, or yeah. when you start arguing with your partner and um, <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like wheels that. are falling off, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm showing a bad side here. That's when you that's when you're into the boys and you say, bloody, oh, look, boys, we've got them arguing. That's all we wanted. Here we go. Look at <laughs> yeah. them, they're arguing. So um, they, I suppose there is a competitive nature in anything you do especially if you play rugby league like it's the toughest sport in the world and we play a competitive game so if you, you're not a competitive person um, there's, I have no doubts everyone in the NRL is a competitive person for sure yeah. so you were with the Broncos and then did you ever play 20s the Toyota Cup yeah three years at the Bronx from um, 13 to 15 how was it did you enjoy that loved it yeah it yeah. seemed like it was a cool thing for like young kids or it's like you had to tour around with the first grade side and stuff. Yeah, especially being at the Broncos too. So we traveled all the time. Mm. And as an 18, 19, 20-year-old, it was mad. Like we yeah. got to go around, travel to Sydney, then Melbourne, you know, things like that and experience, I suppose, what it was like to to be a full-time NRL player. Obviously, mm. we had to work and train in the Arvo and, and things like that, but it was – I loved it. It yeah. was you know, one of the time of my life. It was, it was, I guess, semi-professional, and we could go and have fun and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was mad. Like I don't know why they sort of. Got, I do understand um, the financial part of things are probably why they got rid of it. But I had the absolute time of my life. Become really good mates with everyone in that side and. Um, I loved it. I love the 20 system. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport. We're on SEN, and today we're talking to Rabbitohs in Queensland enforcer, Jai Arrow. Now, Jai, what's, uh, what's it like when you get into an origin camp? Like, do they sit you down and, and watch, like, old sort of Queensland origin videos and sort of get you going? Um, like the really. history of yeah, the well, state you and learn, all that sort of shit? You learn about it. You learn about the state, the history, and, and what's going on and, and things like Arthur that. Arthur Beaton. Yeah. Um, so he was a big – Arthur was a big, like, a big reason um, on last year's series and what he's done for Queensland and, and things like that. That was kind of like a motivation in last year's camp. And um, I suppose rolling to this one, you always remember those things and, and, and stuff, but – um, you do learn about the history and then you see all the past players that come in and um, talk and have their say on what it was like playing for Queensland and, and stuff like that. It's a, it's pretty cool. And as I've said, man, I, I still pinch myself thinking, what the f***? How am I here? Yeah. How am I here right now? And I'm very lucky that I've been able to do that. What's it like having played with your current coach in Origin? <laughs> weird. Is it weird? Is he the same? Oh, weird, Is he the no. same as he was when he was a player yeah. to now? I've said that. Because we sort of feel like he talks a bit like a bush poet these days uh, yeah. as yeah. a coach. You know, he's sort of like the way he sort of speaks. And we love, like, we're big Billy Slater fans, not during Origin time, obviously, but, like, the way he speaks about, like, Queensland and passion and, you know, we're, we're people that have fires and floods. And, and <laughs> it sounds got, like it's come from New South Wales. Yeah, fucking yeah. Hope it is. <laughs> um, oh, behind, behind, you know, a training and that, he was he was like he was, uh, as he was playing. Mm. 
I remember the first training session very vividly on him training, and I was just in awe going, this bloke, he's coaching. He's coaching from the back. Like, how he's making everyone's job easy for him. Yeah. Um, I remember just going, shaking my head, going, how good's this guy? No wonder why he he was the player he was. Uh, he breaks the game down so well. I don't think people really understand how, how well he breaks the game down and um, how much confidence he gives you as a player, knowing you have a set and stone game plan that all you have to do is go out and play your role and do your job and the result will take care of itself and showed over the past two years since he's coached. So, mm. yeah, helps. Yeah. What's Ubuntu mean? I am because we are. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking in here, mate. I'm just checking. I was actually invested in that. What is it? So, like, that was that's like that was like your, your motto, right, for the yep. year? Yep. Um, it was our motto. Um, it was just something um, that I suppose they brought in because he's probably said this before, but I feel like being a Queenslander, um, the, it's much more bigger than just the team. It's mm. the whole state and things so um i suppose you can take it how you want it but i am because we are is more um to me it's because we're a whole it's an us thing it's not just an individual thing and um so yeah do you, do you, yeah, you i was gonna say do you look at new south wales and just go, ask the exact same you don't get it you don't get it. <laughs> you just, they just don't get it. <laughs> is that like, is, do you, I don't know you guys see it? I don't know. I, like, when you look at us, what do you see? Do you see, like, you just like, you losers don't get it. <laughs> it's not that. It's more that, um, I think it's more, it's not that they just don't get it. Or maybe they don't f me. I, I really don't know. But maybe it's just because we're good. Mm, uh, we're a good team. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Can't, but you've, but you've rolled out no bad one, teams. You've rolled out. You've rolled out like less good teams and got the job done. Over <laughs> yeah. us, you know what I mean? Like that's where like the twenty 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 the twenty twenty <laughs> worst side all time. <laughs> still off. You know still what? <laughs> I reckon the bloody the New South Wales media absolutely they fueled it, fueled a fire in us that oh, there was absolutely. I remember Wayne coming in before game three. Uh, well, no, sorry, after the game two loss, and the next day. We, we had a meeting, we did review on that and got on the beers after and he just said, there's no f***ing way we're losing this next game. <laughs> and then the media had come out and started saying that this was the worst team in 40 years, etc. And you, we be, like we believed Wayne. We're like, there's no f***ing way we're losing this game. We're at Suncorp. Yeah. These mongrels outside are bagging us. There's no way we're losing. And we didn't. Like, mm. We just went out there with absolutely nothing to lose, and I feel like the media really shot them in the foot. Eh? Yeah, time. we they like doing that down here. Wouldn't be the feels. first time. <laughs> what do you? How do you feel when you see someone like Cameron Munster just lighting it up, turn it on? Yeah, yeah. just oh, turn it on. Yeah, it's pretty like, cool. Like, must chub up. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when you're in the moment and playing, you don't really appreciate it until say you come off and rewatch the game. You yeah, go, man, how good was he? Like, yeah. Probably nearly single-handedly won us that game. Yeah. Well, that's the opinion I'm of. In 2020. Mm. Um, Ridiculous. Harry Grant was pretty good as well. Yeah, Harry Grant was good. He uh, was good. Was that his first game? Try. Yes, he was Yeah, it was his debut. first game. Yeah. Was his debut? Sick of Queenslander debuts as well. Well, that was the, that was the time. <laughs> They're yeah, all Queenslander debut. Yeah, I know. Well, They're all f- but that was that Pongers game. was good. That was that game where they won that, where we were in the Uber that day and we are talking to the Uber driver and we were like, mate, we're going to f- 
hump those Queenslanders tonight and he just goes to us, boys, you haven't seen enough winters. We're like, what do you mean? He goes, you just, you haven't seen enough winters, boys. I've seen this before. We're in trouble. And we're like, shut up, mate. Yeah. And we go and get done. And we were looking at each other and we haven't seen enough winters, bro. <laughs> like our favourite saying now as well. <laughs> do you just, do you just get off? Like, I'm just, I'm curious. Do you, do you come off the ground after a win like that just smiling at each other going, just another one? So that was my first Origin Series win. Mm. And... I had so I just I had the biggest smile on my face, not because of the whole media shit, but because we had won and I couldn't believe it. And I just knew I knew we'll go on a Byron too, and <laughs> I, knew, or I knew majority of the points were coming, and they did. I just oh, as soon as I got in the sheds, I grabbed the forex tinny and just went mad. Because uh, <laughs> that's right, because it was after the season, yes. so it was like the season was done. So yeah. it was just that's actually almost the best series win you could have. You right? could just oh, come out and you're done. You're done for the year. Yeah, it was straight in like a, to an Origin Mad Monday. And that was was that when Munster came back in and he was like the most hungover man in the, on the well, he'd planet. He won the comp, came went, in, yeah. and then went back. Oh, out. What a year for him. Yeah, like, I know. The Melbourne yeah. boys said, yeah, "Oh, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. won the comp and." Um, had to come into camp or whenever it was. Looking that photo of him in the tank. As a dog. He wanted to be there. Yeah, he definitely wanted to be there. Yeah. Just more come off photos. with a mad smile, going. I just can't wait. It was just one of my first Origin series at Suncorp. As soon as he got in the sheds and it was on started throwing four X tinnies up and down on Alfie Langer and oh yeah, it was good. How's good how's Wayne in that moment? Oh, big strut on him, chest out. <laughs> People are bagging him, yeah. backs against the wall, and Wayno's pulled, pulled off another miracle, apparently. Um, it was really good. Um, he, was, he, just, he made that camp so fun and so enjoyable that I think that's what's got us over the line, just the way Wayne sort of um, – he organised things throughout the camp for us to have fun, to be together – we had obviously been in the bubble where we weren't allowed to do anything, mm. uh, which was weird. But he just made it fun and enjoyable for us, and it reflected on the field. You are listening to All Talk on SEN with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast, and we are speaking with Jai Arrow. So, Jai, did he, <laughs> was he instrumental in wooing you to the Rabbitohs? Yeah, he was. There? JD was as well. Right. I'd work with JD in 2017 as well, and... Um, those things definitely were in consideration. And Russell Crowe, did he get on the blower? Oh, that, that was pretty cool too. I don't know if they'll jam me up. So, <laughs> don't know if they'll jam me up. But anyway, Shane Richardson come to the Gold Coast to meet me. Um, I was at my best mate's mum and dad's house. And he met me there. And I don't know if he was talking shit, but he said I was just on the blower to <laughs> Russell. And he's like, hey, mate, are you going to meet Jai? I was thinking, the gladiator's calling for me. <laughs> Holy, how good's that? Um, <laughs> so that was a that was a plus. And then Wayne, JD, and uh, the side as well. The side, the uh, stacked side, winning part. Um, I just thought we could win, and we had a really good year that year. Apart from the last game of the year, which still hurts, but it was more those three things taking into consideration pros and cons of. Everything. There's actually a lot that sort of goes into a massive decision like that. Mm, um, for me to leave home, leave somewhere where I was comfortable, um, where you know I loved the boys. We weren't getting the results, and then with Sam Burgess retiring, the opportunity sort of arose, and South come in late, and I looked and went, 
all right, I've really got to sit down now and and weigh up my options and where I think you know I'm best suited and ultimately live out the dream and that's to win a comp. And yeah, I did, and I come down, and those sort of three things were massive influences on why I come down. Mm. Are you sitting down with like your folks and shit, trying to like go through it all, or are nah. you just like, in terms I'm, of like, what well, doesn't have to be your parents, right? But just anyone, are you like, dude, someone trying to help you make it, the sense of it all and make the decision, or is it just you by yourself? I had advice from a lot of people. Um, my best mates, mum and dad, or he, their old man, he um, was involved with recruitment mm. with the Roosters. And that when I was growing up and then my manager had obviously given me some advice, but my parents, not really. I think that's more because I'm a grown man and I'm, they let me make my own decisions. Yep. So, um, that obviously wanted to know what I was doing and, and whatnot and was supportive either way. So, uh, and I'm not someone who gets homesick. I don't really get homesick. And it's an hour flight back to the Gold Coast. Yeah. So it's not like I'm traveling too far yeah. or, mm. and things like that, but, to be, I made the decision myself and solely myself, and I sat down. People aren't probably going to believe you because I think they think I'm an idiot and I'm t- I'm dumb. But <laughs> I sat down and started weighing up every single option with the three clubs, which Tigers, Titans, and South. Shocked you didn't go to the Tigers. Was there how many co- how many cons were there for the <laughs> for Tigers? The tigers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I must have been a few. Yeah, why are you asking how many pros really? Yeah, Looking, back, <laughs> looking back, I think I went, no, nah, I'm not going to do this with all three clubs. I'm going to pick two. And I went, all right, sorry, Tigers. <laughs> Tome or Wayne and JD. Yeah. So I went these two. And I sat down and solely made the decision myself. And it took me ages. Like it, like how long? Months. Months. Wow. Yeah. Sleepless nights. Wow. Thinking, I'm someone who tries to not let things outside of footy um, worry him and, and things like that but f- it worried me having to tell uh, the Titans that I was leaving and I'd said to them I don't want to leave this is my home this is where I've grown up you'd already said that yeah I'd said it down the Tough. media and that was going out f- it was going off for months bras and I was I know, I know I said, yeah. I know I said remember what I, I said remember I've I said about like myself. never wanting to leave no that was said under duress yeah I <laughs> Change my mind. And having a call, Justin, and having a call, because out of respect, I didn't want them to find out through the media. Mm. I'm a big believer of a respect of respect and telling the people um, at the club before anything had come out that I'm going to sign with another club. Mm. So I had to call Justin and had to call Mal. Um, Tough conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I was crying. I was crying on the phone. Mm. Oh, how do they react in that situation? Oh, how like, do you, I don't know. Are they, is it like, like when you're breaking up with someone, they're like quiet. <laughs> are they like, crying yeah. too? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they weren't crying. But um, I don't know. I, have you ever been on the phone with someone crying before? What's it? Probably, like? dude, but not for a while. Yeah. I get it. Like I, I'm like hearing someone else cry isn't necessarily going to make me cry. You just it, it's awkward, isn't if it? I'm you getting just go, dumped. Though, though, yeah. What do I do? Dumped, I might start crying. But then I'd obviously called um, Wayne and JD and said. I'm coming. See you next year. Did it feel good once you made the decision? Or did you still oh, feel like scat relief. about it while you were like playing for the boys? Nah, relief. The massive relief on my shoulders. And then I'd spent, made decision end of 2019 and I was still with the Titans at 2020. Um, so you still played the fo- another full year? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So, Weird. Nah, or like... I, it wasn't because I was there for the two years, and then I was really f- good mates with everyone. And I remember during the <laughs> preseason because I made my decision in December, so we were out at preseason then, and there was all this talk that I was going to see us and whatnot. Mate, the amount of heckling. I don't know if you've been into, say, an NRL environment, but we are honestly like a bunch of high school kids. Mm. It's so immature. Yeah, well, that's everyone takes that's Everyone it, yeah. takes a piss out of everyone. Yep. I suppose it's just a lot of grown men who majority have, say, come into a first grade system out of high school and you just – it's like being at a high school. You don't grow up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Peter Pan. Yeah. I'd walk <laughs> into the gym and the boys at the Titans, Ryan James was was good at this, Jared Wallace, who was one of my good mates up there, they start playing the glory, glory to South Sydney blaring in the gym. <laughs> I was like, this is awkward. Like, and I'm someone who tries to not give them anything, but yeah. I'm like, stop doing it. Like, coaches are upstairs <laughs> listening to it. Obviously, it's out in the media. I'm going, what do I do here? Playing glory, glory to South Sydney. Had you told the coaches yet? When nah, this, this is all the when all the process was going oh, on. So, so this is still, before you've even made your decision. Yeah, this oh, is before. F- I- that's <laughs> hectic. So Ryan James and Jared Wallace are probably a big part too. Why you want to play that song and ingrain it in my head? <laughs> yeah. It was quite catchy. Glory, uh, yeah. That's great. I see you when you're playing because sometimes like you'll play prop, right? And as yeah. you said, like you debuted. You say you debuted for the Titans of prop. Yes. Like you seem like the size of a back rower though. Is that fair to say? Yeah, do you, do, you, uh, do you prefer to play back row? Um, you don't really give a shit. You just want to play. I don't really care, yeah. I don't really care where I play as long as I'm on the field and, and things like that. I do enjoy playing in the middle mm. um, and playing my role in the middle. Like My role's pretty easy. I, I can just sort of be the battering ram in the outside because we've got the best ball-playing lock in the comp, Camo. Yeah, you guys are right. So uh, I understand my role in that in that part where – We've got camo. I don't need to really pass the ball. I'd rather let him do that and me just be the battering ram and um, say play fast, hard, quick play the ball and let camo and the boys out wide do what they do. Yeah, find your front. Man. Um, exactly. We'll do my best. Oh, that's me. I'm 100 kilos playing in the front row. You get boys who 110 plus, 115 plus some of them. Yeah, they, they're so, not. They're, you're not getting 120 plus anymore these days, though. Tommy, are you? Tommy B. He's 120. 126. No Is way. Really? 125. Yeah, 20. I know they're yeah. massive. Like you forget, kind of, because when you're watching the game and then you Dense see him, you're too. like, dense. Yeah, he's massive. Eh? Density. He's who's the most? Boy. Who's the most unpleasant prop to tackle or footy player generally? <laughs> I hate. I hate it, and I, I saw that. He just re-signed to for like another three or four years. Nelson. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is one of the largest human beings yeah, I've ever ridiculous. seen in my life. I've said to him a couple of times in the scrum, I was like, bruh, honestly, this is unfair. Like, <laughs> you're so big, man. Just. And then there was this talk about him going to union. And I was going, go. Get him out just of here. Just go. Oh, please, <laughs> please go. And then I saw he seen he re-signed. I went, <laughs> another go, four years of this here's shit another four years of this shit and then especially because us at South um, we usually get Melbourne early in the year too when you haven't really found your rhythm and you're still trying to you feel like an idiot trying to tackle people and you're trying to find that rhythm of how to play the game again and we get Melbourne early and I go, oh, here we go look here we go Nelson's up 
let's go, boys. Yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. Go and put one on him. <laughs> and now they're starting to put him out in the back row. And it's not fair. It's not fair for Harps. He's massive, dude. Do you ever you ever feel like bulking up, putting a bit more on? No, nah, the game's you, too fast. Too fast, yeah. Too fast. Um, and I'm happy, like, I'm happy to be, I'd probably rather be 9,900 kilos because mm. um, of how fast the game's getting, how fast it is. And um, I don't feel as though if I'm going to lose a couple of kilos, I'll, I'll lose that strength. Yeah. Um, and I've always played under my weight anyway, Anyway, so um, won't worry me. What do you so bench? You, all-time best? Yeah. yeah, all-time. All-time best One was single. at the Titans before AC problems. I did one rep for 160 kilos. 160? Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is all talk. We're Hello Sport, and today we are talking with Rabbitohs footballer, Jai Arrow. Now, Jai, who, what's, the, what's the biggest bench you've ever seen in the gym, footy player? Greg. Um, what, really? Greg Inglis. Oh, oh, Greg Marju, I was going to say. Yes, Greg Marju. Really? He's a big man. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah he's, well, he's wide He's eight. strong, bro. He... It would have been 205 kegs, 210, two, in between 200 and 210 kilos. And I remember going, <laughs> he's going on right now. Um, so, yeah, he's the strongest I've seen. That's not an environment that we do well in, Tom. You know, no, well, look, we're not, we're not athlete guys. We're not weights guys. That's I'm with you at the moment. I'm no good at the moment. Mate, I'm looking, I've been admiring your calves today. Going, that guy's got some calves on. Look They're not made for lifting. They definitely aren't made for lifting, I'll tell you that. They're made for. Do you? Are you are they made for holding up socks? We're talking to Millie Boyle. She's like, if you hold you wear your socks up, you're like a loser these days. I was like, I thought socks up was the cool thing to do. Yeah, I've always done it. Um, only say if my socks are falling down from a tackle and things like that. But when I do get time, I always pull them up. I have to. Like, I feel like that's a rugby league thing to yeah. do. I completely and agree. Actually, it oh, it does. It shits me when people have their socks down. Mm. Like this shit. I don't know what it is. We have some respect for the jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd say it. Absolutely. Mate, I think it was Broncos 20s. We had a rule. Your socks had to be up. There you go. Your socks had to be up. Um, And obviously, once boys got into the game, they'd pull them down. It's it's more a superstitious thing, I feel. Uh, Socks down. But I've always had socks up. Are you a superstitious man yourself? Superstitious? Uh... I'm going to say yes. I have a certain sort of routine that I go through uh, before every game. Um, what are you doing? Or is it like secret? You can't talk about it. No, nah, it's not a secret. I don't or is really it just care. cracked? It's, it's pretty weird. Come on. <laughs> pretty weird. Spit it out. So <laughs> get to the game and I'll, I'll be listening to music, obviously, and I'll put my skins and my warm-up top on and that'll be it. Um, well, before then, sorry, I go jump in the ice baths to wake me legs up. Wake them up. Yeah. Or the pool before we leave. So it's either one of them into skins thing. And then 37 minutes before warm-up. Don't ask me why. 37. Has know. to be 37. Yeah, 37 minutes before warm-up. That's when I put my shorts and socks on. Right, right leg sock first. <laughs> <laughs> I am weird now. About it. <laughs> and then... I go through a stretch routine that I have, um, calves, hammies, uh, calves. I've absolutely Jesus Christ! Forgot. This is mate. This is maybe why you got maybe, to want a game. Calf stretch, a- hammy stretch, <laughs> hip flexor, glute, groin. 
There you go. Yep. Nice. Go and um, hip flexor in there. Good to good to hear. Yep. And then I'll take my warm up shirt off, and I'll like fold it in half and put it on my locker with it having with it has my last name on the back and my plane number, and I'll just have a look and go. All right, this is what I'm playing for. Uh, my name, my rabbitos number. I'll have a look at it, and I'll go get my pads on. Yeah, and then. Jersey on. I always warm up in my jersey. I don't warm up in a warm up tee because obviously you see a lot of boys in warm up yeah. that wear their warm up tee. So I've always got my jersey on, and then I'm raring to go, ready to go. That's way more superstitious than you let on initially. You're like, mm, am I superstitious? Yeah, like, not mate, really. Like I suppose a you could say I am. Three hour superstitious. Yeah. Oh, so after the, the thirty seven minutes before is very specific. Yeah. After the um, stretching routine, I go and grab the black electrical tape and go put my boots on. And then yeah, take the out of him. Yeah, I'm a bit old school. I was black tape on the um, laces yep. and socks up. So I'm pretty old school. Yeah, you have are, most, old school have most boys got superstitions, do you think? Or is it all pretty hush hush? I reckon they do inside. Yeah. I don't reckon some boys would probably say it because it might be a superstitious thing that they don't want anyone to yeah. know about. But I don't really care, to be honest. Anyone can. I'm a pretty open person and I tell probably too many things to the boys that they don't need to know <laughs> so yeah what's a grand final week like when you're getting ready for it well it was during covid so oh that's right did, i experienced the, the covid yeah, grand final week yeah 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 um where we weren't really allowed to come into contact with people but but but, but people went to the game didn't they you didn't play it in front of no one did no you? no no yeah, yeah so yeah. people they put up a fence around the field right pretty sure and um, we had a lot of people, not a lot of people, but we had a fair few people um, during the week come to our training sessions and, and things like that. Um, a lot of media commitments that you don't usually do throughout the week. Usually there's only a handful of boys that just have to do the one media session, mm. but it was constant. Like We had to go everywhere through that. Um, we didn't get to do the – I don't think we did – we didn't do the grand final lunch. Yeah. They have something. Yeah, so was it a breakfast yeah. or was it a breakfast, lunch? Breakfast, lunch, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Didn't do that. Um, so you had a weird one. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. It was definitely different. We are on the Gold Coast as well, played at Suncorp, mm. and probably the first and probably only grand final to be played at Suncorp. Yeah. In front of a 75, 80% capacity crowd. Yeah. Because it wasn't allowed for 100% mm. crowd um, Worked that capacity. Out. Worked that out. Anyway. Yeah, which is weird. But it was a mad week. Like yeah. It was still pretty cool um, knowing that we had the opportunity playing a grand final in probably the toughest competition um, in the world, or one of the toughest competitions in the world. It was still pretty cool. And then to be coached by Wayne Bennett in the grand final. But we <laughs> lost, so that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. That's tough. Is that what's – like when that whistle goes or the siren goes, are you just, just devastated? Heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, I was, especially the way I went out. Um, I'd bring on the field, first carry, bang, gone, knocked out. Do you just hate Penrith? Like, is that like, the t uh, you know, do it, firstly because of that game, but like, is there a club that you, that, you know, you love to hate or is it because you've been to a couple that's sort of not really a thing? I say hate, but you definitely dislike them. I think majority of that reason is because they've been so good. Yep. Yes. They're winners mm. and everyone hates winning i mean everyone hates losing yeah and everyone hates winners and they're winners mm. and rightly so they've you know won the past two competitions in a row pretty convincingly too mm -hmm. um they've been 
yeah. the last one, especially. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And everyone sort of had said that, oh, they're losing a lot of players. They're going to be no good. Can't really see them being um, what they were, but they still are. Mm. They're still winning and convincingly and are rightly so favourites to win the premiership again this year. And it's not that I hate them because of um, the people or or anything like that, mate. I would say I dislike them because they're winners. And I hate losing. And they're winning. So, (laughs) um, And you hate playing them too just because how good they are. They're, They're so... They're competitive. They do not give up, and they just refuse to go away. And respect to them, massive respect to them. Mate, Love thanks that. for coming on. It's great to chat. Thanks, boys.